Welcome to the Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about what it means to embrace our unique and creative selves, how we can do it, how I've learned that by embracing our creative selves and our own uniqueness, we can empower all of us. As part of this, I share how my path of embracing my unique and creative self has changed over the years, how it worked when I first started doing it, what it looks like today, and how I'm learning to do it more and more every day in the midst of the ups and downs of daily life and all that's going on in the world. And in this podcast, I share how by embracing and empowering my unique and creative self, my work, my art, and ultimately my life has changed for the better. And yours can too. So join me as we go on this journey of embracing and empowering our unique and creative selves together. Welcome back to the Creating from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the movie Grease, the first one, you know, the one from, I think it was the 80s, late 70s, 80s. I don't remember exactly when it came out, but I know I'm dating myself, but I was a kid and that movie... I loved it. And I have no idea why, but this, well, I do know why. Um, and I'm going to share this with you. But that movie came back into my kind of focus recently. And um, I'm going to talk today about the movie Grease and self-empowerment, my take on it. Okay, so let's dive right in. My first kind of reacquaintance with the movie Grease in many years was, I don't know, feeling like the actual um, main song came on to my YouTube channel uh, because I was listening to some old songs that I liked. And so lo and behold, on comes Grease, the main song, You're the One That I Want. And if you don't know this movie, um, this is the song that was part of the very ending scene. Um, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this. So <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, um, maybe watch the movie and then come back and listen to this. And uh, if you've seen the movie, maybe you will uh, share some of the perspectives I have and be inspired to go back and watch it again. Um, but the song You're the One That I Want is the song that um, gets played at the end of the movie when the main character, Sandy, played by Olivia Newton-John, who, oh my gosh, I was such, a, like, the fan of her when I was a little kid, right? She was just, like, the coolest. Um, she transforms. So I listened to that song the other day, 
and um and I was like oh cool you know sing along and I have this thing where I like remember lyrics from songs I haven't heard in a long time so I'm like remembering all the words because of course I knew every word to every song from Greece pretty much the soundtrack when I was a kid um so I'm singing along and and whatever well that was fine. That was cool. That was a walk down memory lane. Um, but a couple of days later, I woke up and um, in the morning, and I just had the song hopelessly devoted to you, like literally running in my head. And um, that is the song from the scene where Sandy, I think. <sighs> I haven't watched the movie again but I think that I know that it's like this sadness where she um I can't remember if it's after she goes to the drive-in theater or she has the sleepover with the friends or whatever but basically she is um feeling really like down she's feeling really um uncertain uh because she likes this boy Danny played by the ever cool John Travolta um and he's not kind of the same boy that she fell in love with the basic premise of the of the movie um if you don't know or if you don't remember is that um the movie starts out and Sandy has moved to this new place and she's talking to these girls about this beautiful, amazing romance that she had over the summer with this guy that was, you know, super cool and so, so sweet. And she just like, you know, just like kind of fell in love with him. And he was just amazing. And, um, and, and then it turns out there's this, this guy who he's telling his friends, about his experience over the summer but he's kind of with his like kind of like macho friends and this movie was set in the 50s 1950s so um uh you know everybody's kind of cool has to be cool and um he's kind of like talking about this girl that he met and and not really sounding as romantic and kind of more like ooh, this hot girl kind of thing and and so the movie starts out and you find out that that this guy that's talking in this way about this girl um is 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 this boy Danny that um Sandy the character played by Olivia Newton-John is um is talking about and at the very end of the first scene um she tells these new girls that she's met what this boy name is that she's met and they realize they know him and um anyway the the movie goes on and basically you know it's kind of like this um transformation if you will of sandy sandy is this very sweet wholesome girl and um when she met danny he was kind of like you know in over the summer kind of like this sweet kind of ish wholesome kind of boy um but when she meets him in his town um again after the summer 
he's with his friends and he's like all cool guy, you know, um, wears black and he's part of this like cool group. And, um, she doesn't really fit that, you know, she's not like that. She's not edgy. She's, um, she's kind of more sweet and innocent. And, um, in the movie, the scene where she sings hopelessly devoted to you, you know, she's like being sweet and innocent within herself really. And, um, and it's not really kind of working out so well for her with, with Danny, with this boy. By the end of the movie, when the song, uh, you're the one that I want comes on, she has gone through a transformation and her transformation is one of, you know, from the outside, it could kind of look at, look like, well, she's, she's gotten tough and she's gotten cool. Cause she goes from wearing like these big, you know, these big skirts, 1950 skirts and a, a, a sweater and having her hair kind of half up, up, half down and just looking very wholesome and, and pure to wearing this, um, outfit that was, oh my God, it was so famous when I was a kid. It was like these black satiny pants um like I think they were stirrup pants like skin tight black and a black shirt and a black leather jacket and these high heels and her hair has gone from being sweet and innocent to kind of curly and kind of more like a very different style and you know she's got makeup on in a much more dramatic way and um you know and, and somebody could look at this transformation she's gone through as a, oh, well, you know, she went from her innocent self and turned herself into this other, into this other thing to be kind of cool for, for Danny. But, but really the song and these songs kept coming up for me because I realized there's like a message of empowerment in this movie that I, I resonated with as a little girl. Um, and I still resonate now (laughs) so many years later. Um, so, so many years later, uh, because, you know, when I, I listened to the song hopelessly devoted to you on YouTube after kind of getting, having it kind of run through my head. And I, I went right back to the feelings that I had as a little kid when I felt like, you know, I don't know, there's just this angst that she sings and she she's expressing in that song where she's just like, she's trying to kind of be herself, but she's being called, like her, her heart is calling her to this boy, Danny, who is, you know, um, kind of like part of this cool crowd. And, um, there's kind of like, a, almost like a, well, the movie to me ends up almost being like a bucking up really of Sandy's power, a bucking up of her own empowerment that she takes in and takes on. And that leads to her transformation at the end of the movie. And 
she kind of leaves behind this innocent part of herself. But to me, it's not really leaving behind her innocence as much as leaving behind her powerlessness. And that's really what I think is so key here is that in the song, Hopelessly Devoted to You, you know, she's just, you feel if you tune into that song and you're, you're emotional to songs and lyrics and melodies and all of that, you can just feel like this hopelessness. Like she just feels so disempowered. Like she likes this boy and she's not kind of like cool enough um, and she doesn't know what to do and she feels very powerless and what ends up happening is it is she embraces her power really is what she does she embraces her power and her strength and her beauty and her confidence and everything by the end of the movie and by the end of the movie that's when she comes out in the song you're the one that i want in that famous scene where she's wearing these you know, these satin stirrup pants that are skin tight and this leather jacket and this lipstick and these heels and, and, you know, he goes bonkers looking at her. And, um, I'm sure that in this day and age, that movie, you know, probably, um, triggers all kinds of people for the (laughs) political, the lack of today's political correctness of that. But screw any of that. I, I just, if you've grown up with this movie, um, I don't know. There are many of us that resonated with Sandy, you know, that felt like a Sandy. We, we felt like we were listening to ourselves, but we couldn't seem to, you know, like it was kind of like hopeless, like hopelessly devoted to you or hopeless, hopeless for us to, to feel anything other than just kind of like sadness. And this is the way it is. And this is what we have to deal with and and whatever. That is not self-empowerment. Self-empowerment is what Sandy did. When Sandy said, screw this, (laughs) screw this. Why do I, if I really like this guy, why do I have to keep being this, you know, good girl? Um, and it's not about, you know, the fact that she's now going to smoke cigarettes and all that. Of course, back in those days, that was seen as like, not unhealthy and all of that. But really, the message, if you kind of, you know, cut it down to the core, is embracing her power embracing her power letting herself realize she's not hopeless and helpless and that she actually can embrace her power and in embracing her power she can experience the things that she's been wanting to experience which she does at the end of you know, the movie. And at the end of the movie, it's kind of funny because, um, you know, her, her um, boyfriend, Danny had, he had kind of tried to like, 
become more of like the sensitive type, like wearing like this letter sweater, or if that's what they're called, and you know, kind of like not wearing all black and kind of not being so cool and whatever. So they end up both kind of trying to change, if you will, to um, to make this work between the two between the two of them, between their relationship. But I wanted to create this episode because I feel like, you know, especially the message of Sandy is is one that many of us can relate to if we've ever felt not empowered. It's like this whole thing of feeling like there's nothing we can do. It is what it is. Um, We have no choice. We just have to take our medicine with it. You know, whatever it is, is being dealt out. And it's not true. That's not true. We don't have to do that. What I've found about self-empowerment is that that's a bunch of BS. That's a bunch of BS that often calls us back to this safe path of what we are told we need to be. Because if we do something risky, you know, if we do something unique or we veer from something that's safe, we might get hurt. And what I've found is that when I've listened to myself and my heart and um, been brave enough to do that, it has always led me to more of me being me and embracing me. And that's what self-empowerment is all about. And I feel like the movie Grease is a wonderful illustration of this, of this metamorphosis that Sandy goes through over the course of the movie. And um, it's a fun movie if you haven't seen it. And Uh, Olivia Newton-John has since passed, um, but, you know, there's something about that woman's soul and, and, and spirit and, and, and beauty that always was um, so touching, so touching to me as a little kid and, and even me as an adult. And, um, I watched a a little video on YouTube as well with an interview of, uh, John Travolta, um, you know, and, and some of the other cast members of Greece doing a tribute to her, to Olivia Newton-John after she passed, after she transitioned. And it's, it's beautiful. So here's a tribute to the movie Greece, to John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, and the cast, and the transformation that the character Sandy goes through as part of her own self-empowerment. And it's a tribute to the late Olivia Newton-John, whose spirit and soul touched the lives of many, many, many little girls in this world, including mine. So we'll end on that note. Until the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode or resonated with what I talked about or you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe to not miss any upcoming episodes. You can also share this information with anyone who also might resonate or benefit 
from this material. To learn more about my other offerings, you can visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O.com.